You know, a lot of how we live is made up by someone else. <laughs> you know, when someone starts a conversation with this, it's going to be juicy. Bear with me. I'm going to escort you out of the matrix in the amount of minutes in the timestamp of this podcast. Hello, beautiful listeners. After sharing this podcast with a bigger circle, I've received so many kind messages saying you've listened and you can't wait for more episodes which has been so lovely and quite frankly petrifying, which is a good chance to remind you that these are only my thoughts and experiences. If something I say doesn't resonate with you or it contradicts your own intuition or what you feel is right, then leave it. The last thing I would want is to dictate some kind of truth when really it's subjective and completely your story. All I hope to do is open the conversation and get us thinking about different ways of seeing things. Honestly, sometimes I feel like an alien and I'm just learning about the human experience. And once I've got the hang of something really simple, I'm like, guys, check this out. They didn't teach us this in school. And that's exactly what I'm doing with this. It's just sharing. And on that note, my name is Jasmine. If you're new here, I live on the southeast coast of Australia and I've been exploring the human mind and our, the human mind, the mind, our spirit and psychology for many years. This is outside of my current professional career, but understanding human psychology and philosophy is very big in my heart, if you know me. And I've always felt like I could offer more of myself in this space. So I'm joining you from my little home studio, uh, just sharing my thoughts out here. Deep breath and let's begin. So what the hell am I talking about? I am talking about the collective thoughts and belief systems that subtly dictate our entire lives. These become our social rules and laws and customs, etc. But most importantly, they are the beliefs that we have internalized and they become a part of our mind, the way we think, the way we see the world, the way we show up in it. And it takes one person or one event to finally break this pattern and show us what more is possible for us. I mean, we only realized we didn't have to slog away at a nine to five en masse until COVID hit. And we discovered more possibility, more potential, a different way of living. And you're probably thinking, yeah, but like, that's just how it is. You know, that's just the life we've been given and there isn't really much we can do about it. But what if I told you, you could get out ahead. You don't have to wait until people tell you, you can be, do or have certain things. You can actually decide that now. You just have to be open to it. You have to be open-minded. You have to have a new level of awareness of the thoughts and belief systems that occupy your mind. It's also the moment you become less susceptible to marketing and fear-mongering and mass media and politics. Anything before this moment, I believe, is us living a predictable reality, a reality somebody else created for us. So in order to get to this place where you're actually creating your own reality, I'm going to walk us through some self-awareness tools that have helped me challenge certain belief systems that lived in my mind and, you know, still probably do live in my mind today. It's a journey, but let's chat about it. Often I think about the state I was in as a child. I hadn't, I never had these black and white beliefs. I didn't understand why things were good or bad or right or wrong. I never had any judgments about things, right? Things just were. I think I just had preferences, things I liked and things I didn't like as much. I also remember feeling limitless, like I could do anything, become anything. In my mind, there was no reason why I couldn't. And so where do we lose that? How do we lose that feeling? I know it links with our brain development, so let's start there. So between two to six years old, our brains operate in a lower frequency called theta. 
And this is where we live in an inward world of imagination and daydreaming without really much critical thinking. We do a lot of sleeping in this time because of that. During development, our brain becomes like a sponge, downloading beliefs and actions of those around us onto our subconscious memory as quote-unquote facts. At around six years old, our brain starts to operate at a higher frequency called alpha brainwaves, and we learn about our sense of self, like we distinguish ourselves from other, I suppose. And then at 12, we operate at an even higher frequency called beta brainwaves, the kind of consciousness that it takes to concentrate on this podcast, right? So by the time we are adolescent, our thoughts and beliefs and about ourselves are kind of established and we are happily going about our day-to-day lives with these subconscious beliefs locked away. And we are often blissfully unaware that they are shaping our lives. And so it really makes me wonder how much of our thoughts, decisions and actions are actually ones we decided for ourselves. Because it doesn't sound like a lot. You'll be so surprised if you do a little audit on your mind how many you actually didn't decide for yourself. You know how I know that they're not ours, that they're not our own beliefs, our own creation? Because if you listen, you can pinpoint whose mouth they came from and exactly when you adopted them as your own. Every one of our beliefs came from somewhere and sometimes they're so loud we can't hear our own. So here's a basic example. Let's say you're doing a maths equation and you struggle for a second and a thought comes to your head. You are so slow, numbers just aren't your thing. Now, my dad helped me a lot with math, so I hear his voice. I know for many of us, we have this issue with numbers, right? So it's a common example. And there's always that voice in our head telling us, right, numbers just aren't our thing. If you're happy, then what's wrong with that, right? If these thoughts are keeping you safe or helping you focus on what you're actually good at, then what's wrong with that? Totally, I get it. I just want to say that if you're not aware of it, usually there would be a glass ceiling that someone else has decided for you. Maybe those thoughts made me believe I wasn't good at numbers and therefore I steered away from them my whole life. So you'll hit this ceiling over and over again until we say something like, oh, that's just not who I am or I'm not the kind of person who could do or be or have that. I bet you it's influenced the job you're in, the precautions you take, the friends you keep and so much more. Not one thing is left untouched by your beliefs about things. It's the most confronting thing to see how your life may actually not be yours. And it's also the first step in deciding it can be. It's the moment you become the creator and not the victim. So moving on to our first mental hack. It's not really a mental hack. It's a very ancient philosophy, Um, but it's to observe. Like I alluded to, the trick is noticing these thoughts aren't yours. As soon as a thought pops up, ask it where it came from. Observe. This is a Buddhist concept. They say, be the witness, be the observer. Some thoughts have made a very comfortable home for themselves as they've etched into your neural pathways. So they're harder to shut down. The point is not to fight them, right? The point is to watch them. You'll find if you fight, it becomes obsessive, which can make it worse. Like you're just fighting thoughts with thoughts. What you do is you just look at it and you go, oh, that's just my conditioning. That's just a thought. This is how you realize you are not your thoughts. You're the thing watching those thoughts. You are the thing watching those thoughts. Guys, why didn't they teach us this at school? Okay, I could rant along too far about that. But moving on to the next step of this process, it's to question. So when you're ready to inquire further, here are some questions that you can ask yourself. 
Let's say you're in another thought pattern or obsessively worrying or thinking about something. Ask yourself these things. Geez, that's an interesting statement. What makes you believe that about yourself? What story are you telling yourself about said thing? What are you making said thing mean about yourself? Where did you learn that fact about yourself? Who taught you that? Likely you'll go back to a time and a place where you learnt these beliefs, the belief that was keeping you safe for so long. Alright, now on to the last part of moving through these thoughts. It's to redirect them or transcend them, change them or create new ones, right? Some may have served their purpose. Some may have kept you alive. Some may have kept you happy. Are they serving you now is the question. Are they serving your higher purpose now or are they keeping you in the past? If they are not serving you now, this is the best part. You get to create new ones. Recognize and appreciate how the old beliefs served their purpose and let them go. Introduce. Now I say introduce because it needs to be gentle. I can't ram affirmations down my throat if I don't believe them. So I ask myself, What's a slightly better narrative to tell myself? What's the next best feeling thought? So, for example, rather than I am a mathematician, I'm excellent with numbers, I'm a genius. I mean, my ego loves this, but my subconscious brain knows better. This sounds slightly better, right? Numbers may not come naturally to me, but a lot of other things do. This is one area of my life that I get to challenge myself in. A chance for me to learn and grow. Maybe by me taking longer to learn these concepts, I can be a better teacher to others who also struggle with numbers. You get me? It's very simple, but you can extend this to bigger things, right? Like life paths, dreams, goals, visions, anything. This I've used this example for simplicity, but it's actually a lot bigger than you think. You can literally believe what you want, and it all starts with awareness. Now, On to the last part of our conversation where I'm going to link this to something far bigger than all of us because at the end of the day, this isn't just about our individual goals or becoming a mathematician or or what have you. There is a far bigger implication for this, for unraveling our conditioning and for questioning our belief systems. All right, hold tight. Here we go. The beliefs we have about ourselves can also affect others. This is why they say that anyone's reaction is usually a reflection of themselves. The family they were brought up in, the country they were born in, the university they went to, the culture they lived in. How many times has your belief system disconnected you from the person standing in front of you? How many times has it hurt someone? How many times have you tried to outsmart someone but you never felt like you won afterwards? Our own unchecked belief systems can take us away from the human standing in front of us. This has been a massive learning curve for me as someone who did a politically heavy university degree. In studying, I was so caught up in understanding larger structures and political systems, and it took me away from the humans who made them up, the humans who had needs and desires exactly like me, the humans who made the humans who may have been hurting and needed to be heard and understood just like me. So I projected my own thoughts about the world onto them making one group right and one group evil. And if you've been to university, you may get this as well, right? Just keep being critical about this. Were they really evil or was it just my own projection onto them? For example, I see this trend of bagging on white people on TikTok, which as a half Turkish woman, I do find incredibly funny. 
watching this white culture do weird white people things that I wasn't brought up in on my mum's side. It just brings humor to the whole thing. It's really funny. But my dad is white. And if I went to the extreme, it would be very easy to bag on him for those cultural differences. And believe me, not too long ago, and even now, I serve it to him. But more and more, I see how collectivizing all these people into one category is just harmful. And quite often, it gets in the way of my relationship with my own dad. I mean, I could buy into the hate and see a stingy white man, but I see a father who cares and who loves his family. So what's right and what's wrong? It's all very subjective, isn't it? How do we navigate so many conflicting belief systems within us and all around us and everyone has their own right and wrong and blah, blah, blah. The answer is compassion. It's compassion to the human buried under their conditioning, under the belief systems they may not be aware they're living in. There is something else that happens when you have compassion, other than just like feeling better about yourself. (laughs) Once you see the other hear them, validate them. They cooperate far more effectively. They're more open. They're more willing to listen. They're more willing to question their own approach. Because you're not arguing their conditioning with your own conditioning. It's just human to human. And I'm sure we can all imagine times where somebody has tried to force their own beliefs or or opinions onto us. But it hasn't worked. We just shut down, right? And the same goes for us doing it to others. We need to listen to them and validate them and understand them. Knowing this will help all of your relationships. It will make you in fucking vincible to the ploys of marketing, mass media, government fear tactics, and the list goes on. And you're less likely to be susceptible to fear, shame, and maybe even polarizing actions towards others. Big convo, so let's end on a light note. <laughs> we could talk about this for a long time, but I wanted to keep it kind of simple and short stuff for you, like bite-sized to think about. And just another reflection for me, because um, I am continually learning this lesson over and over again, like what what I have been conditioned into believing and just constantly unraveling that. So it is a journey. Um, by no means have I surpassed it or overcome it. I'm very much in it. But yeah, this is very much a conversation. So let's end on a light note. Um, Let's paint a picture of what it might look like to completely fuck the system of beliefs you were born into. Have you ever watched someone completely blossom? That's them deciding that they can. That's them deliberately, consciously and intentionally living. Sometimes it's after a big life event because sometimes it takes just that to throw your hands in the air and say, fuck it, I'm going to just do what I want anyway. Seriously, I bet there are people in your life you can watch their evolution in real time. And if not, you'll see it in the innovators of the world, the creators, the leaders. They move fast. They accomplish big things quickly. They are usually doing their own thing. They are basically unstoppable because no one else is limiting them. They aren't attached to anyone else's belief systems. They're making their own. Do you think Beyonce is listening to other people's opinions? No. They are being who they want to be. They are living how they want to live. They're wearing what they want to wear. They're doing what they want to do. And most importantly, they aren't projecting their own limitations on other people. They're staying in their own lane. They are expanders. They lift other people up. They don't tear people down. They help them discover their own potential. And so, my friends, that's us. And if you don't feel it yet, you will soon. Because this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the beginning of a lifelong journey, like I said. 
and I'm grateful to be a part of that with you. Anyway, not too sure how to wrap this one up. It's a big combo. And I'd actually be keen to hear your stories with this concept of challenging belief systems. So feel free to email me. It's on the homepage of The Mind Palace, wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music. Um, And yeah, see you in another episode for some more mind-blowing discoveries of mine, as well as some practical tools to help you cultivate your mind palace. So lots of love and I will see you soon.